the bottom line is we need better coping skills. We're doing all of these things to distract ourselves from what's really going on. You know, we're scrolling on our phones for endless amounts of time while also playing a game on our phone and also staring at the TV all at the same time and, you know, not even looking our loved ones in the eyes. We're struggling with food and fitness and body image. And I think that part of that reason is because we are lacking the coping skills to deal with what's going on emotionally, to sit with discomfort. We're doing these behaviors to express our emotions, but we aren't really processing them. You know, we're getting road rage and getting angry at complete strangers and giving them the finger and we don't even know them. We don't even know what kind of day they've had. So the bottom line is we need better coping skills. And I'm going to give you a few handy dandy takeaway ones today. Hey girl, welcome to the Better Bodies podcast. My name's Bria Wanamaker and I'm your host. I'm a personal trainer and a therapist, and I'm also working on healing my relationship with fitness, food, and body image, and I'm so happy that you're here on this journey to do the same. You're going to hear from guest experts and women just like you and me who share their expertise and life experiences in order to help us find balance, ease, and joy in our lives. Welcome. Let's dive on in. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Better Bodies Podcast. It's Fuel Up Friday. Like I said, today we are going to dive right in to some really important coping skills for if you're struggling with that emotional regulation piece. So number one, um, I think it's really important that we regulate our nervous system and just manage ourselves as a human being and not even worry about, you know, anyone else or a relationship with others. It first comes down to being able to calm our own nervous systems. So number one is make sure that you're getting enough sleep. Write this stuff down in the notes section on your phone and create a checklist. Um, that's what I did. And it's really, really useful. So uh, number one, you're getting enough sleep. These are things that are going to seem really basic, but they're so important. Um, number two, you are nourishing your body through getting enough water and foods that are high in nutrients. This can be a really challenging piece when you're thinking about nutrition, especially if you're trying to follow, you know, an intuitive eating model where you're, you know, eating things that your body, um, is craving or needing or what you're feeling like in the moment. Um, but I think that a piece of that, that might be missed or forgotten, or that we might not fully understand is that, um, sometimes intuitive eating involves that planning ahead piece. Um, 
for to know know yourself and know what you need so for me personally um some days like let's say i'm making a salad and i'm going to you know put a bunch of things in it and then maybe i'm feeling like lazy or tired or not as hungry in the evening um, but my plan was to put berries or cut up apple or some sort of fruit or carrots or nutrient something that's nutrient dense not just having like lettuce leaves with like some dressing on them and I'll find myself being like "Mm, yeah I don't really feel like cutting the apple up I don't even know if that would taste very good in there right now and I'm like so telling myself too, like oh I'm following intuitive eating or I'm just listening to my body whatever it is um and then I realized, no, those that might be one of the moments where you need to plan ahead. Uh, you know, it's been a busy day. You've used your body. You've used lots of brain power. You need to replenish. So doing that sometimes in a proactive sense, even if you don't feel like it, and that's not necessarily what you're craving or leaning more towards, sometimes it's about supporting your body nutritionally so that you can be in a better space to manage your emotions, which brings me to the next item on our list, which is movement. Make sure that you are supporting your body through movement, including different high intensity activities as well as lower intensity activities to build strength. Make sure that you're incorporating different things that you enjoy. (laughs) Um, I can't stress that enough. You know, there's so many people who are trying to do things for weight loss and that they really just straight up hate doing. And I always think that you should do something that you enjoy and do something that works for you. That's something I've switched up in my exercise routine is I recognize that I really like to work my whole entire body all at once. So standing there doing some bicep curls, or like tricep extension or some crunches, whatever, that might feel good to me sometimes, but for the most part, it's going to align with my values more if I'm out for a walk or a run or if I'm swimming or cross-country skiing or skating or just something that uses my whole entire body. You don't have to think or time or count reps or whatever it is, something that is mindless, something that is outdoors, and that fits in with my personal values. Um, and what I enjoy doing and what feels the best for me and my body. So I think that's really important that you have a hard look at yourself and what really feels good to you, not just doing all the crunches because, you know, you want to have a six pack or whatever it is, or not just doing intense cardio all the time because you feel like that's the way to lose weight. There has to be um, aspects of, of movement that um, support your mental health and your well-being and your connection with others, like social activities, going out for a walk with friends. Um, I don't know. I'm going to use skating again. Going skating with somebody, and yeah, uh, you know, that's I actually did that this morning. I walked to the park and went skating on the rink, and then walked home, and it was lovely. And at one point, I was asking myself, you know, Frig, like, should I be doing something more intense? And just because of all the years of that diet culture, like you need to be crushing it, you need to be sweating and so sore, um, that mentality is really conditioned in there. So I had to tell myself, no, Bria, this fits with your values. We're outdoors. I was listening to podcasts. I was loving it. I was actually having a great time. The sky was blue, like the sun was shining, and and that really does fit 
me personally. And so that is a really important piece to look at when you are choosing uh, movement that supports you and your lifestyle. So we have the importance of sleep, getting enough sleep, good quality sleep, and working toward that. We have making sure that you are fueling your body, nourishing your body appropriately with water, keeping it hydrated, and enough nutrient-dense foods throughout the day, every single day. And we have incorporating movement, movement that you enjoy, movement that supports your mental health, also, a next next important piece for this emotional regulation and regulating your nervous system includes rest, taking actual time to rest, whether that is reading a book or taking a nap or stretching, um, some sort of downtime, you know, where you are away from devices. Um, and it's different than, because I also on this list include prayer, meditation, or like a a spirituality or connected yoga, some sort of practice that grounds you. Maybe for you, it's deep breathing. That's really fantastic in calming your nervous system. I'll do another episode on breathing techniques because there are so many incredible, um, you know, breath work options, and that's super important to incorporate. But whatever that practice looks like, I find that different than rest. So in my meditations, I actually sometimes even fall asleep. You know, it's I really practice on relaxing my body and dropping in and connecting. And there are times where I do doze off. Sometimes I'm sitting up for my meditations and sometimes I'm lying down. And if it's a lying down one, maybe I will doze off for a second. Um, but that to me doesn't feel like rest. I'm still using that time to, uh, fully drop in, fully relax, practice gratitude, connect spiritually, and even do some journaling and reflecting, uh, and visualizing of my goals and hopes and dreams and wants. Um, I'm really trying to embody the feelings that I want to, you know, give out to the world and that I want to experience every single day. So to me, that is work. That is spiritual practice. That is meditative practice and journaling. And it's really doing the mental health and personal development growth work. So rest is different than that. Rest is a complete, you know, full body, just accepting your relaxation time, reading, watching TV, having fun playing games with people that you love, going for a coffee with friends, you know, if you're extroverted, if you really need that time to recharge to yourself, maybe you're doing something on your own at home, or like I even go for hikes on my own, do all kinds of things out in public on my own because that to me is rest and that helps me to recharge as well. Once you have incorporated all of these things on the list and really created a foundation of a healthy daily behavioral routine, and you can work toward it by making little tiny shifts each day to get you closer to where you want to be each second of every day, you know, we as humans always are falling back into our old patterns of behavior that have kept us safe previously but might not feel so good or be serving us anymore and so if you do give yourself that grace and say hey here is this goal would the person who reaches that goal be acting like this 
The answer might be yes, it might be no. And if it's yes, continue on in that manner. If it's no, then make those little shifts, small things at a time in order to get you closer to your goal. The behavior comes before the success. You have to take action and make those little changes before you can get to where you want to be. And maybe Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you made those changes, but on Thursday, you fell back into your old patterns. That's okay. That doesn't mean your progress is lost. You have the ability to continue on. So I want to keep talking about coping skills and emotional regulation. I think that's really important. Um, so this is the first episode of many, um, that I'm going to dive into on this. And this is just a general overview. I know that you know these things already, but I just wanted to hammer home how important creating this healthy routine is for yourself. Um, and next week I'm going to dive in a little bit deeper into, um, what it means to, you know, have, a toolbox, so to speak, of skills and strategies that you can um, pull out and use in times of high anxiety, high stress, maybe in times of conflict, you're fighting with your significant other or a friend or family, whatever it is, um, stressful things come up at work, you're feeling burnt out, compassion fatigue, whatever it is. Um, and how do we go from shifting when that state in that state of high anxiety to a calmer, more reasonable, productive, loving place. Um, because we can really get stuck in that anxiety piece and then it trickles into the rest of our life and starts, uh, affecting everything. It starts affecting your sleep. It starts affecting your mental health and well-being. You know, um, we have these thoughts like, oh, I'm so stressed. I'm so anxious. Things are so hard. And then those thoughts become our feelings and those feelings become our behaviors. And it just turns into a vicious cycle. So this is the foundation. This is the first foundational episode of uh, coping skills and emotional regulation that I'm going to do. And I want to keep diving into this topic and really give you um, some good skills to walk away with. So I hope you wrote all of those down. Um, let's work toward it really helps me personally when I tell myself like, okay, Bria, you need to calm your nervous system. Um, cause I love thinking about it from like biologically, not just like you need to calm down or like you're stressed out, just relax. Like that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. But if you think about it biologically and you're like, okay, you know, my, my heart rate is up. My mind is racing. I have tunnel vision. I'm operating in the limbic system of my brain. And I, I'm not able to access my executive functioning skills, like time management and organization and planning. And that's really harmful. Um, because I have all these things to do. So I need to shift out of that state and move into a state that is more conducive to my health, mental health, physical health, and well-being, and therefore has a trickle-down effect to my work, to the people that I love, and everything else that I do, and how I manage myself in the world. So I hope this was helpful. Stay tuned for more mental health and coping style tips. Bye! Bye!
Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, you know, you're picking up what I'm putting down. It would mean the world to me if you took a screenshot of this episode, shared it with your girlfriends, your mom, your sister, your aunt, whoever you think needs to hear this. And also give the show a rating on whatever platform you're listening to it on because that helps other people find the show as well. So love you lots. I'm happy that you're here. And as always, fuel up my loves.